We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. of the reality is as always it's newer and uh i'm riding solo today and i'm recapping atlanta and oc and usually i record from my office where i have a little desk space and you know i try to keep things as professional as possible but i'm currently recording from a bed because i've got the flu i'm under the influenza of influenza hey um still no covid we you know which i guess we should touch wood uh thank our lord <laughs> what am i saying i haven't gotten covid you know for all the times that i've been sick for all the times my kids have gotten covid i haven't gotten covid which is kind of incredible um okay so let's just dive in i'm going to talk about atlanta first we'll take a little break ski and then i'm going to talk about OC. And I know I haven't talked about OC on the podcast in a minute because I was on Mandy's podcast. Everybody should go follow it. It's called Is This Real Life with Mandy Slutsker, where I talked quite a bit about Atlanta. I'm sorry, about uh, OC there. But I haven't talked about last week's episode or this week's episode. And frankly speaking, I did not have time to separate out my notes from last week and this week. So you're going to get both last week's recap and this week's recap. Um, I actually think OC is so fun. Um, I've famously not, I don't know if it's famous. I've not been much of an OC girl. Like I think when I think about my intro into Housewives, I always think about New York because I was just like, oh, a show with rich white women. Like this isn't Laguna Beach. Okay. I don't care about these like raggedy old ladies, which now I think back to it. I'm like, I don't think they were that raggedy. I think they were maybe all around my age. <laughs> they're all like 38 to 42 <laughs> just literally the age range of my social circle anyway I didn't want to watch it then so I never really got into OC um and I've always been in and out of OC I hate Vicky Gunvalson um I did watch the cancer seasons I think that was really interesting and then you know I just was so offended by all of it that I kind of stopped watching I didn't watch the COVID season because fuck Kelly Dodd but this season, I have to say, I really, truly am enjoying the shit out of, okay? So all that's to say, <laughs> let's talk about Atlanta first. Um, so Real Housewives of Atlanta, I know it's not been everybody's favorite, but you know, I think we can we can briefly touch on it. Um, they're in, where are they vacationing? Do we know where they are? Jamaica? No, Portugal, duh. Duh, because who doesn't know uh, that Spain is not south of Portugal? Um, anyway, we get back to Real Houses of Atlanta. The ladies are in Portugal, and Drew has had an outburst at the end of last week's episode. And, you know, everybody's reacting, and some people aren't reacting at all. Kenya's here with some solutions. She's like, let's start a GoFundMe. <laughs> Candy isn't impressed by the acting. Candy says, and scene. Uh, because she's like, what the hell, guys? My insides just decided to stay put, and this is the shit that I'm having to deal with. Literally, the shit that I'm having to deal with. I've been dealing with shit for hours now. Um... But Sheree, I mean, I think in the situation with Sheree and Drew and like Drew having outbursts, I think Sheree is being petty and vengeful by talking about like you didn't pay anybody and this lawsuit or whatever. But obviously, Drew says that the suit, it's not about the suit. It's about Ralph. She's been feeling out of sorts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and here's what I don't understand. I see... I see something happening with Drew, which I also think is happening with Gina, which is like, you guys are not focused. You're misdirecting your anger. You are angry at a man. 
And instead of focusing that anger on the man, you are focusing on the woman's. Like, it's not cool. Like, even this thing about, like, this $1,000 lawsuit and Drew being like, oh, we've already paid her, but, like, she's going to keep coming back for more and she's going to the blogs and blah, 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 and it's so hurtful and all those things. Number one, Drew, you also went to the blogs when you were – and podcasts and all that when you were shading your co-workers, right? But also, if this woman is going to the blogs, right, and she's being messy or whatever, um, and you think that, like, you've already paid her in, but she's still going back for more, it's – I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I think maybe just because I hate – I hate Ralph so much – I feel like Ralph is behind it. Like, I feel like Ralph is like, no, we're not paying that woman. And Drew was like, no, let's just fucking get rid of it. Like, let's just pay her and get rid of it. And then she's like, he's like, no, 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 we're not paying her because he's like a stubborn piece of shit. You know what I mean? And like, Ralph just seems like so controlling and crazy that I just feel like maybe that. Hey, guys, guess what? I recorded um, or at least I thought I was recording, but I didn't. Apparently, at some point while I was going on and on about how much I hate Drew, I mean, how much I hate Ralph. Um, my, uh, recording stopped, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, as I said, I was recording, for, I'm recording from my bed. I'm sorry if the audio sucks. I'm sorry if it randomly cuts out, but this is, this is what, this is the reality is. The reality is I'm sick. What was I saying? I was saying that Ralph sucks. Listen, this is a classic thing that happens on Housewife. Um, it's like, my man, my man, my man, don't disrespect my man. But like, actually, your man is the one that's disrespe- disrespecting you. And we've seen it time and time again. It is a tragic reality of a lot of housewives. It makes me sad. I don't care about Ralph, but I do. I don't love Drew, but I always will ride for somebody who is getting out of a situation with a toxic man. Because you know what, guys? Men suck. Like, they're the worst. I think we can. I, sorry again. My audio is being shit. Um, I think we can all agree that men are terrible and uh, we should always support women who want to leave terrible men. Um, what I don't support is when women are leaving ter- terrible men and then they blame other women for why they're leaving terrible men. Not to say that that's what Drew is doing, but like um, I could see Drew being somebody who does that. Like remember all that stuff with LaToya and that pastor? And she was being so terrible. And I was like, no, that pastor is a married man who decided to step out of his relationship. And you're getting mad at LaToya. Is that what happened then? It doesn't matter. Anyway, all that wraps up. The ladies go back to the table. And suddenly, everybody's coming at Candy for not being around. Now, if I, this woman was shitting and puking in an aeroplane over the Atlantic, and you guys are going to come for her for not being around as much? I, if I was Candy Burris Tucker, I would projectile vomit on all of these women. <laughs> no, I wouldn't because I, because I'm not believing anymore. I stopped doing that. Um, <laughs> LOL, eating disorders. Um but for real, like, I would be so pissed if I was Candy. Like, are you guys kidding me? I I came here. I'm here. What do you want from me? But Candy says she's in the building stage of her career, which is really funny. <laughs> what are you building, Candy? I mean, good for you. You know, I'm glad you're hustling and never stopping. But, like, maybe stop. Marlo says Candy needs to do some self-care, which is like, LOL, Marlo, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? You need to do some self-care. You just like fought with her for several episodes because you blame candy about the death of your nephew it had nothing to do with candy had nothing to do with her you were mad okay it's like candy is here saying like i have a lot of people who are responsible who i'm responsible for i have to take care of a lot of people i have to still keep building my career and i'm all this stuff blah 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 and Marlo's like, no, girl, you need to take a break. Marlo, you were just complaining that Candy didn't do enough for your family. You wanted Candy to also pay for the funeral for your nephew who once worked at Old Lady Gang many, many months or years before he actually died. I, I Now, Marlo, <laughs> you suck. Shut up. Um, the next day, the weather is shit and Kenya takes a tumble. Because she's wearing the room slippers. 
Did anyone else notice that she's wearing the slippers that you get in your hotel room, which I love. I always use those. I'm a slipper girly um, because I don't like to wear my shoes anywhere. So I always like to wear slippers. But I would not wear those room slippers outside. That's crazy. No wonder you slipped and fell. And then, of course, I think obviously I think that that's the uh, that's the reason why she fell. It's not because of corny ass. Cousin Corny, that's what Cara Berry calls her. Cousin Corny. Courtney says, this is karma. That is such an awful and toxic thing to say, I have to say. Like, my family has bought, gone through uh, their fair share of tragedies. I think one of the worst things in the world that human beings can do is be like, that's karma. That's what, no, no. Pe- bad things just happen. There's not necessarily a reason for why bad things happen to people. They just sometimes happen. That's like because that's like saying like, oh, people who are homeless or unhoused, people who are broke. Well, that's karma. No, it's not. The system is shit. The system makes it so people get into bad situations. That's not necessarily like some sort of karmic justice that this is why bad things happen to people. Because that is to say then that all the people who are like bajillionaires and fucking monsters and fucking sex trafficking women on fucking Jeffrey Epstein's boats or whatever, that those people are, what, not bad? That karma isn't going to get them? Mm, Let's not. Let's not play with words like that, okay? It is not karmic justice that the room slippers did not have any grip and therefore uh, Kenya fell. The room slippers are not made for protecting you in the rain. Over marble, probably, right? Like those tiles probably are super slick. That's not because of karma. It's because the room slippers aren't made for it. Courtney, you suck. Um, The rest of the little piggies go to market and nothing in particularly exciting happens. They eat. They paint. Okay. Marla talks about Scott Lee. I don't give a fuck. But... The end of the episode, they have a little slumber party. Candy joins them. Kenya's uh, taking medication because they spent all that time in the hospital. Um, Candy. Oh, also at one point they were like, I hope they're using like Candy's. Marlo's like, oh, if Candy's really Miss Worldwide, like why is she waiting in a waiting room? Because she's not a fucking monster, guys. (laughs) Because she's like a normal human being who doesn't want to cut the line just because she has more money than other people. Okay. God, all those people that are in the waiting room, Courtney, is it because they're there because they have because of karma? You stupid bitch. I'm so mad at Courtney. Anyway, um, they have a slumber party and Candy joins them and Candy apologizes uh, to Drew about saying and seeing whatever. And then they all sit around and give each other small businesses a spotlight. They do small business spotlight for all of their little businesses. And they share their subscription emails to uh, their emails for subscriptions and probably 50, 15% off of your first purchase. They do that for everybody's small business. Okay. Then the cameras go down. And then we get into, did LaToya kiss Drew or not? And Drew says that she did not. And Candy's like, LaToya said it at the reunion. And then Drew says, well, LaToya's a liar. But she told me that she just made that up because... Candy told her that. Now, listen, Candy Burris might be a lot of things, um, but she's not a liar, okay? She's never been known to lie. That lady is always telling the God-honest truth, okay? So uh, let's, uh, let's not uh, play, with the, play those games, Drew. And then next week, apparently, we're getting into the divorce situation, which is great, but like, I think they show that next week we go jump three months ahead, which makes me really sad because I'm like, does that mean that like literally nothing happened in the last three months that we just have to like fast forward? Elena, what is going on? I love you and I need you to be more fun. And I'm going to still keep watching you because I support Atlanta no matter what. But this is sad. Anyway, let's take a quick break. I am going to hydrate and then we'll be back. And I'm going to make sure that I'm actually still recording. Um, And then I'll be back to talk about um, OC from last week and this week. We took it all. 
we brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Okay, and we're back. Um, so OC last week again. I apologize that I'm starting. I'm, you know what? I don't apologize. I have the flu. I don't have to apologize, but I am going to apologize. I'm sorry. I have to start with last week because I didn't separate out my notes, and I don't know when last week started and this week started again. I'm on a lot of drugs. Okay, I'm under the influence of many things. And so this is the best you're going to get. Okay. So last week, um, I wrote down, can I just say we don't fucking need Ryan on this fucking television show? Why the fuck is he here? Why? And Ryan, I mean, Ryan, um, Tammy Sue's son, Ryan, fuck this dude. Why is this fucking cowboy here? Fuck this shit. I just, it makes me so motherfucking angry. Fuck this motherfucking racist fucking transphobic fucking dog shit human being. Tamara, fuck you for bringing this man back on screen. There's literally no reason for it. You have other kids who are better. Why do you have Ryan on here? Fuck Ryan. Um, Shannon has a whole scene with John at his bachelor prep. And I think it's important to talk about last week's episode because of this. Like, they have this conversation, Shannon and John, and it's about, like, the dogs and children and moving in together and Shannon's busy life. And one thing I noticed about Shannon is, like, when Shannon – I want to say this is when Shannon's in a bad place, but I genuinely don't think that Shannon – Bedore Storms has ever been in a good place, which makes me really sad for Shannon, but she's also like such a tragically fun person to talk to watch. But like if you remember when Shannon first came on, she was going through like really terrible stuff with David, right? Like that we didn't know about. But she was just the most like she's like the worst person to talk to. Like she just she's like like, I don't know how to explain this, but like she has no matter what people say, she has like terrible conversational manners. Like she's she's bad at listening to other people speak. And no matter what they say, she takes like such a great offense to it. Right. Like John is like, oh, like this is a nice day we're having. And I hope like you got some rest and like you can relax a little bit. Right. And she's like, well, I can. I've got daughters that are going to college and I've got the real for real and I've got this and I've got that. And it's like. Just. John telling you that you need to take a breather is not a reason for you to like pop off with that kind of reaction. And I think it's just because Shannon is like so deeply insecure and she's like so she's such a sad person that I feel like this is like how she reacts to things. Um, later on in this last week's episode, Emily, Tamara, and Heather went to go get nails. And I think again, talking about like how people talk to other people matters is um Heather first Tamara talks shit about Heather before she walks in to emily and then heather comes in and they're like heather you know you can be a little bit condescending and look um i do think that heather can be condescending but i think that's just who she is and i'm not saying that that's excusable but like she can't stop being heather like you guys are friends with this person like it's the way like Heather it, Heather accepts Tamara for who she is because she knows Tamara's a fucking disaster. It's like Heather should be accepted for who she is. She's not going to stop being condescending. Even when the way she asks <laughs> the lady, the pedicure lady for like an extra massage is so condescending. She's like, hi, I just want a regular massage. I want a regular pedicure with a 20 minute extra massage. I'm like, why do you talk to people like this, Heather? Because I have a sense that she said it slowly and that way, like she talks to everybody that way. But I think she, when, when I don't think Heather realizes when she talks to people that way, it makes them feel like dummies. I think it triggers me also because it's like, so the way that like non, uh, brown people i mean white people let me say i mean it's not non-brown people it's white people the way white people would approach me when i was younger and like an immigrant in this country they'd be like hi what's your name and be like why are you talking to me like uh, talking to me like i'm a toddler i'm 15 years old i don't even have an accent and even if i did have an accent don't talk to me like i'm a fucking idiot 
Um, and I feel like that's the thing about uh, Heather that comes off really condescending. Even when she tells him about the dinner plan, she's condescending. She's like, a boat is coming to pick us up and we're going to do this and that. And Tamara's like, okay, like, girl, I just want to know what time. Um, Jen has a yoga studio scene and Gina visits her and brings her a candle. Jen also says in this yoga studio scene that like she's really proud of herself for like, hold on, let me adjust my mic. Um, she's really proud of herself for like working on a business because she needed that separate from Will, her ex-husband. But the yoga studio she bought via her ex-husband, like I think her ex-husband helped her pay for it. So, like, is that really even then just yours, girl? I just have to say, I do enjoy Double Engine, even all of her appropriation and everything. <laughs> I love white women that run yoga studios for white women, by white women, for white women, with a big sign that says Namaste. I'm not going to say it that way. That says Namaste. Because so na Namaste is how white people say it. It's Namaste. Okay. <laughs> It does crack me up. Anyway, Gina comes and I think they have a conversation about like how Gina says she was like so triggered by Jen, double N Jen. And um, I want to talk about Gina for a second because between last week's episode and this week's episode, I want to say that Gina is like getting better, but like I'm not sure, right? Because like last week she goes and she talks to Jen, double N Jen about like, all like how she was so triggered and blah 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 and she kind of does admit that like you know it's not really on you to fix like I need to work on this myself but essentially all Gina does by the end of this episode is she takes her anger at Jen and then dumps it on a new person and I'll get to it but Gina's a disaster um and I think she's doing a little bit of what I said earlier that Drew is doing which is you know you want to talk about my man my man my man don't disrespect my man my marriage my marriage don't disrespect my marriage how are you being so disrespectful of my marriage but like you you want to be angrier at women involved than the man who is actually disrespecting your marriage. You know what I mean? Um, they discuss Jen and Tamara's relationship, and I think it's important to discuss this here because Gina basically is trying to make sure that Double and Jen stays mad at Tamara. Um, we get a scene at home with Emily, and this is last week's, and Emily is rebuilding her relationship with her mother. Now, apparently, allegedly, three years ago during the COVID season, which I did not watch, um, Emily had brought her mom on camera and was, like, trying to, like, make her a bigger part of her life. So I think people are annoyed that, like, no new progress has been made. But Emily basically says she has a lot more empathy for her mom's struggles, and she has this tearful conversation with her mom on the phone and whatever – and while I don't care for Emily, I think that the scene did remind me that like one of the most magical things about and most healing things about being an adult woman um, who is uh, being an adult married therapied mother at the age that I am. I think 30, 30 I'm going to turn 38 next month, guys. Um, one month away till my birthday. Um, but I feel like in my late thirties, and this is only because I am so heavily therapied. One of the best things that I've figured out is that, um, my parents are just people. Your mom is just a person, you know, and I, I try to implement that in my life right now as a mother. And it's that like, you think that your parents are these magical, perfect people. And that is hard to detach even as an adult. Like even now, my mom is 67. She's 30 years older than me. And there are times when my mom does shit. And I'm like, why are you such a mess? Like you're my mom. You're not supposed I'm not supposed to be better than you at these things. Like there's some things obviously that I feel I am quote unquote better at than my mom just because I grew up in a world differently than she did and I had more resources than she did. And I don't want to say better, but I just have more access to things so I can do certain things. Sure. But there are times when I have these expectations for my mom or my, like when my dad was around uh, or my dad was more active, you know, I think most of you know, my dad has dementia. So he's, he's with us. He's just not always with us. Um, meaning that he has not passed away. He's just, you know, um, not verbal or anything. But my mom and my dad, when my dad was more active, 
I had these like really high expectations and and feelings about what I wanted from my parents. And I think that I internalized self-loathing because they weren't able to deliver certain things to me as parents. And when I started therapy, I feel like there's phases of therapy, right? You're like, I hate myself. Why? And the second like you get to like the discovery, your breakthrough, oh, it's because of my parents. My parents didn't like give me the love that I was looking for. My parents fucked me up, right? And then there's a third part of therapy, which is that like I feel like the third phase, which is what I'm saying that I'm at now, which is that you learn to give your parents grace and you give your parents empathy because you realize that they're just like people trying to fucking get by on earth. Like my mom has never been 67 before. My mom had also never been 37 before until she was 37, right? And so me as a 37-year-old, almost 38-year-old woman, I've never been this age before. I'm discovering what it's like to be this age actively as I live life. And it's so hard because when you have little humans looking up to you and relying on you who think that you have the answers to everything because you know what it's like to be like, I know what it's like to be a nine-year-old, but I don't know what it's like to be a 37 or 38-year-old. And I think that one of the greatest realizations as an adult woman, which is like a really this, I'm sorry, this was such a long-winded mind dump. One of the greatest realizations as an adult woman is that we are all just trying to be the age that we are for the first time and like make mistakes and be humans and like no one has ever told us what it's going to be like to be this age no one can explain it to us because we all exist in a world that is brand new to us anything like emily even having so much empathy for her mom just like reminds me a lot that like i just the way my kids have never my child my children are 9 and 6 they're learning what it's like to be 9 and 6 for the first time so i have to give them grace as they make mistakes i have to do that for myself i have to give myself grace and empathy as i live life and i make mistakes and i have to do the same thing for my parents because everybody's just trying to do the best they can with what they had you know anyway that was really long winded um speaking of parenting Shannon Bador Storms is apparently a champion for climate change, um, for climate change, against climate change. Um, she goes to a high-end consignment shop with her daughters, and she teaches the girls about fast fashion and thrifting, which is hilarious. She's like, she's like, oh, clothes like off gas, like brand new clothes have like gases that release from them. It's like, meanwhile, Shannon, you spend all of your time in Orange County. You want to talk about gaseous? Uh, hazardous materials going into the sun how about all the orange county women that are fillered up covered in plastic going into the sun i feel like that can't be good for the environment you know um also in the scene again shannon has a hard time communicating with her daughters like anything like anything that they anybody says she's like okay well whatever i just uh, uh, uh." like she gets so in her feelings no matter what they say like even regarding the college counselors like she's just so in her feelings about every single thing that anybody says to her unless it's like shannon will present a thing and unless you can just like quietly nod and agree shannon We'll take it as like a combative conversation, you know? Um, anyway, we had to Heather's boat and Nobu party. And also, I think while they're going there, Gina says that Heather sent her a very nice text. And Emily's like, oh, that was a calculated move. What? Are you guys okay? Get a fucking grip, Gina. And again, Gina stopped being mad at Double and Jen for being a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. And now she's angry at Heather for being nice okay um this guest list is weird i don't know why lauren lim jackson lynn jackson is it lynn jackson or lim jackson lauren the acting coach is invited to this which is weird i I didn't understand that the girls they get there every i why do we keep getting on boats in oc why do we keep getting on boats there's so many boats they're so tiny the whole boat ride is so chaotic. It just seems tight. There's like too many drinks. There's too many balloons. It's insanity. It's crazy pants. But what, finally they get to Nobu and Heather gifts everybody Tom Ford candles and personalized chopsticks, but which is nice. But then she also asks them <laughs> to write the women a card for Max. Why? 
When Emily says Heather is unaware at being unaware, I believe that. But you know, that's one of my biggest fears is like I'm so hyperactively trying to make sure that I'm aware of every single thing around me and like people around me and I'm not offending anybody that one of my biggest fears is like maybe I'm trying so hard but like I'm still massively deeply unaware and people are saying that about me. <laughs> I've lost my mind. I'm unhinged. I'm unwell. Um, Tamara this entire dinner is drunk. Okay, she's drunk the whole time. She's drunk the whole time. Gina is mad at Heather the whole time. It's very confusing. Emily knows every single thing that happened in Montana, but she just wants to stir up drama and grill the new girl. Um, Tamara comes in extra aggressive from jump, okay? And essentially what Jen says in this conversation is like, I don't understand why suddenly Tamara is so concerned about Ryan being this dirtbag when you and I all used to joke around about like hot Ryan at the gym, you know? Um, I also know Tamara's wrong uh, and a liar because we all have seen her on television for so many years. But when Tamara is wrong, she runs away. That's what she does. She gets drunk and she runs away. I mean, Jen isn't wrong. You know, like you don't joke about how hot a guy is and then suddenly be like, oh, no, you threw your whole life away for this guy. Uh, I don't know. Um, And I agree with Shannon. But I think also Shannon's saying what she says to Tamara in a, in a way because she is also herself in a bad situation. Um, she says that uh, Jen might be an idiot, but let her figure it out. Let her figure out her own situation. Um, and while all this is happening and Tamara runs away, somehow like we're all the table and all the women are talking about how Tamara's like a uh you know Tamara is an unwell person and she yells at everybody and all these things and she needs to be called out and Emily's talking about how Heather has a phony relationship with Tamara and Gina and Emily are just coming for Tamara right like they're they look like they're just like okay this is our moment right now to get everybody to be anti-Tamara and then when Tamara comes back, suddenly it's Gina's getting mad at Heather for having a nice relationship with her. Like, it just, it doesn't make any sense. It's like Gina is stopped being mad at Double and Jen. She's now mad at Heather for bringing up the fact that Heather, bringing up the fact that Gina should probably stop complaining to her boyfriend about her ex-husband. That's not a crazy uh, advice to give. That's not wrong advice to give either, Gina. And I thought you were mad at Double N Jen. Now you're mad at Heather because Heather's right? Gina, get a grip. In the midst of all this, the news comes out that David is getting a divorce. Tamara is so fucking hammered. And I feel like suddenly food starts coming in and I think that's because production realized everybody needs to eat. They were like, okay, we've had enough. We got to wrap up. People have to eat. And I agree. I think that is what happened. Um, Okay, let's see. Where am I with my notes for OC? All right. This week on OC, um, we get a extended wax scene. And I thought, okay, nose hair. But now we're getting an asshole waxing scene. No, thank you, Emily and Shane. I don't need to see that. That's terrible. No. 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 (laughs) I'd rather watch you sit at your coffee table and have like an awkward conversation about it. But this whole thing of like, like, are you so are you pinching pennies so hard that you needed a free or discounted wax that you brought the cameras into this woman's waxing studio to get your nose hair waxed? Max, you paid 20 bucks to get your nose hair waxed. Max. And just your booty hole, I'm going to say $50. Because she didn't get a full Brazilian. I think she just got her asshole waxed. So I'm going to say $50 max. You couldn't pay for that. I know Emily's not working technically. But you really needed to bring cameras into that studio. (sighs) It was as chaotic as all of the women cramming into that tiny Duffy boat or whatever that was. With all the cameras and their high heels and their tiny dresses and Shannon spanks and drinks. I don't need it. I don't need it. Um, Taylor and Jen, Double and Jen, go on a play date with their kids and Shannon joins them. Um, I just have to say Kennedy is um, 16. 
and she looks exactly like she did when she was little um heather and tamra also go shopping and this is one of those like dual scenes heather and tamra go to a stationary store why why do we as the people still have stationary stores guys i feel like oc is filled with that kind of stuff because like white women be loving knickknacks they love to buy knickknacks they love word art and a stationary store is like a word art haven right um, but anyway, both parties are essentially discussing the Ryan, Double Engine, and now Heather Amin Tamra thing. So allegedly, uh, basically what has happened is after the Nobu party, Double Engine sends Heather Amin a text message to say like, look, I keep hearing Tamra keeps basically bringing up stuff about how Ryan is a terrible person and the source that she keeps naming is you. And it's all happening on camera. And I would think that like, professionally and personally like you wouldn't want all that stuff to come out about you either and somehow this is viewed as a threat and it's not but again I think people who are having a private experience and think that the entire world is out to get them would 1000 million percent view anything like that as a threat like rather than saying this person is just trying to make me understand they would think like this person is trying to come at me but that's like typical I feel of like dumb insecure people like this is how they behave you know um gina has a blended family scene and fuck this i don't want to see this just like i don't want to see ryan um tamra's son on camera um gina is working really hard to get her ex-husband matt in a good place because uh, she knows that like the relation needs it, she needs it for her kids. So I think what has happened is that Gina is so busy trying to basically have a good relationship. It, okay, here's oh, let me think about this. Um, again, let me make sure that I'm still recording. Okay, great. I think that what's happening with Gina is that you know you she was with this man Matt and he they broke up they got divorced because he left her for another woman it wasn't because she found out he was cheating it was because he left her for another woman he did not want to be with her anymore and on top of that there was domestic violence um but gina stayed in a really terrible relationship with matt for a really long time for her kids and i think even though she is divorced now she is still continuing a relationship with matt and brushing away a lot of her own feelings about matt for her children, right? She's helping him get rid of his like felony charges or whatever so that he can make money because then it's better for her kids, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that, hold on, am I still recording? I am. Okay, great. I think that, I think that what is happening here is that she's essentially doing the same thing. She's like playing along and ignoring a lot of things about Matt just so that things can be better for her children. And when she brushes it under the rug for Matt, it comes out against other people. So she's like putting on the best face possible. She's taking all of her energy to build the best relationship possible with Matt and Matt's new girlfriend and her blended family. But what she's doing is then she is dumping her anger and her misdirecting her anger at other people like Double and Jen or Heather. Like, Heather, you're a bad friend for telling me that I shouldn't be doing these things. But like, she's not a bad friend. She's being honest with you. She's also trauma dumping on Travis. And I do think that it's totally fine for people to share and be able to openly talk to their partners about their exes and stuff. But like, even at the end of the episode, when she is, Gina is like talking to Travis over boiled pasta and ragu about like how she's so grateful for the life she has and all these things. I unfortunately don't believe her. I think that if Gina could, she absolutely would still continue to live in ignorance, in blissful ignorance with Matt than whatever it is that she's doing right now. Because whatever she's it is she's doing now is forcing her to face her insecurities and forcing her to like do the work to unpack a lot of her shit. And I don't think that Gina wants to do that. I think Gina is somebody who wants to do the easy thing. That's why she buys jarred tomato sauce, okay? Which, by the way, making your own sauce is not very hard, okay? And maybe I feel that way because I live in New Jersey. 
But making your own sauce is not a big deal. I only say that about New Jersey because like this is such a make your own sauce state. (laughs) It's such a make your own sauce region of the country that it's crazy to me that like Gina is allegedly Italian and doesn't make her own sauce. Anyway, um, Emily and Tamara go get drinks and I'm confused because the episode prior wasn't Emily just saying terrible things about Tamara. Like when they when Tamara went off with Shannon Emily and Gina were sitting around telling Heather that, like, Tamara needs to be called out for her bullshit because she's a terrible person. So, like, I don't understand how we go from that to suddenly, um, to suddenly, uh, you know, Heather, to suddenly Emily and Tamara are getting drinks and planning what. It just, it's so weird. I guess they do both admit that they say mean things to each other and then they cheers to this devil bitch. I just, I don't know. It's very, it's very contrived. It's very phony. Like I know that they were both on Watch What Happens Live and they were like being real buddy-buddy. I know Emily looks really good. She looks like she's been really working on her like physical image or whatever. I never want to say she looks good just because she lost weight. I always have thought Emily looks good, but Emily has been working to make her body smaller. And so she has achieved that. I don't think it's weird that Tamara suddenly likes Emily more when Emily is smaller, okay? Emily is in a smaller body, and now Tamara likes her. But when Emily was in a bigger body, Tamara was calling her Shrek. Okay? Let's just call it what it is. Tamara's a monster. Um, They, let's see what else. Oh, they talk about Shannon and John, and basically this is where Heather, uh, no, this is where Emily says that Heather told her that things are not great with Shannon and John. And Tamara says Heather's not concerned about Shannon. She's just a bad friend. But isn't what Tamara is accusing Heather of doing exactly what Tamara did to Double Engine? Hmm. Isn't it? Because she's like, oh, I'm just concerned about you. Uh, if you're concerned about me, you're going on national television and you're talking about how shitty my husband is or my boyfriend is and heather's not even going on national television talking about it heather is very quietly talking about it when cameras are down because heather's not an idiot but tamra you are actively lighting a fire you are actively pouring fuel on fire on tv and emily to be like oh i don't think heather's a good friend you were just talking to heather like a day or two before at nobu about how tamra is a bad friend to heather So it feels like either – it basically feels like Gina and Emily tried to get Heather to fight for at Tamara. They couldn't get that. So instead, they got Tamara to fight with Heather. I think that's essentially what they they got Um, because what they want is to see an activated Tamara, which I don't blame them because it's so easy to activate her. But whatever. Anyway, they have this pool party, this adult slip and slide pool party. Tamara brings Heather Amin to stir shit up naturally. And the rest of the women keep giving Jen like kinds of a heads up. They're like, I hope that there's no bombshell that drops. I hope nothing crazy happens. I feel like Tamara is going to do something. It's like, okay. Heather Amin comes and she and Double and Jen talk and nothing happens. Like Double and Jen is like, I instead of focusing on what Double and Jen was saying, which is that Heather, I mean, you are the source for all of the shit that Tamara is saying about Ryan. Have you done that? And Heather, I mean, is like, no, but what about the fact that you threatened me? She's like, no, I didn't threaten you. And suddenly everybody, the rest of the women, like kind of get involved. First, Tamara gets involved. None of it makes any sense. Like Jen, double N Jen wants to stay with this man. Like just let it go. Tamara keeps saying like she doesn't want Jen to keep faking it. Faking what? Apparently on Watch What Happens Live, Tamara says that Double and Jen found out that she, Ryan had cheated on her as filming started, but she continued to stay on this relationship, stay in this relationship so that it was better for Tamara. I don't think – or so that she could continue to stay on the show. No way. Bravo would absolutely choose to keep a housewife on Real Housewives if she had a tumultuous relationship with her new boyfriend that she left her husband of like 17 years for you know what I mean like that's not 
Tamara's reading that, like Tamara being like, oh, Jen chose to stay with Ryan because otherwise if she wasn't with Ryan, she would lose her contract. I don't think that that's true. I, I, I don't think that that's true at all. Maybe she chose not to air it out because she doesn't want to talk about it on camera because maybe her kids don't know about it. Like there's so many reasons why Jen would choose to still be with this man. And truly, it's like Shannon said, if Jen is an idiot and wants to stay with Ryan, let her do that. I don't know what Tamara's end goal here is. Like I don't understand. But Double and Jen gets annoyed and she leaves. Um, which is, I think, essentially what Tamara's trying to do now. Tamara's like, oh, I don't like Double and Jen. Let's bring Heather Amin on instead on the show, which obviously went nowhere because Heather Amin screwed the pooch. She sat down with Double and Jen. She cowered like a little bitch and she didn't actually open up and say anything. It was not the confrontation that Tamara probably thought she was going to get. Um, they do the slip and slide. I don't care. I don't care about anything except I do care about the fact that Heather Dubrow wears a, a burkini. I adored it. I also love that Shannon goes down in her spanks. I appreciate that. That is real. That is real for real. Okay. Um, Jen, Double and Jen and Ryan go to therapy. It's some sort of an intuitive healer and, and it involves a woman bleeding like a goat. Orange County is a wild country. Okay. As a woman who was judged for like having like being a child and like my friends would come over or like people that I knew would come over and like my parents like a Zon app would go off and you would be able to hear the call to prayer in the house and be like, oh, what is that? Those same women are now opening up intuitive healing studios and yoga studios, making all kinds of weird noises and making money. You guys have a lot of nerve. Um, at the end of this episode, the Trace Amigas get together and I mean, basically they get together where they will be telling Shannon that Heather has been talking shit about John Jensen. Um, but they're going to do that uh, first. The first step to telling Shannon that is uh, getting together, getting her naked wasted. Uh, we do unfortunately get Vicky Gunvalson update. Um, apparently she says she's she's now a sex positive freak who freak in the sheets. Girl, you were just when is this being filmed? This is film being filmed at the end of the summer. You were just, just in the Berkshires, like a calendar year, less than a calendar year late earlier, acting like Prudy McJudy, okay, Judy McPrudy, about sexuality, and suddenly you're like, I'm so sex. Tamara keeps saying it's because your estrogen is really high. I'm assuming that's because, um, that's because Vicky has gone through uh, menopause. But when your estrogen as a woman or sorry, sorry. Tamara says it's because your testosterone is so high. Anything is because Vicky has gone through menopause. But as a woman, when your testosterone is high is not when you are the most sexual, my love. Women are more sexual when their estrogen is high. That is why um, lower levels of estrogen makes us not want to have sex. It makes our vaginas dry. Tamara. I hate you. Anyway, um, I also want to note that Shannon, I just noticed this on my notes. Vicky loves to be like, I'm sex positive and I love to have sex. And she likes to only talk that way when it's for the male gaze. She thinks like lesbians are gross, but she thinks being like sexual is only acceptable when it's for the male gaze. But that's like so typical of Vicky, right? Like Vicky is so she's such she's so boy crazy. It's all she cares about is men. And that's also why she's a misogynist. Um they get the conversation going, and essentially what they get at is that Heather is not to be trusted. And then Shannon Bedore Storm's airplane hands come out and she's guiding traffic and she's trying to shut down filming. And I just have to say, Tamara is a piece of shit friend. Because Yes, Heather may have said something to Emily off camera, but Heather didn't actually say anything to Tamara. Tamara heard from Emily that Heather may have said something off camera, and now Tamara is bringing it up on camera. So who is a worst friend, Shannon? Is it the person who is quietly worried about you, or is it the person who is blasting your shit on TV? I, I feel like I know the answer to that, you know? I feel like it's pretty easy to figure out which one of those people is worse. Um, 
I think that's it for OC. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I'm really loving it. I need to see less of Vicky Gunvalson. Like, we don't need her in a confessional. We don't need her to have our diary room session. That's unnecessary. Um, also, I did watch Crappy Lake. I love that show so much. I just don't think that there's, like, a ton to talk about there. The only thing I want to know is that Akash, our brown brethren from um, – the owner of the Benton Hotel did rip his fingernail because he's so drunk all the time. I feel like he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, there was a testicle festival, which I thought was really funny. And I, the only thing I thought was hilarious was that apparently Luann travels with Banaka. <laughs> you guys remember Banaka? It was like the mouth there. That's like the breath freshener spray. And I just like haven't seen anybody in the year 2023 i haven't seen anybody before y2k still use banaka you know um i just i really love that show i'm really enjoying it um it's a blast and i don't think that it needs a recap because it's good as it is um thanks for being here thank you for listening that's it for this episode i am going to be back um next week first talk to my brother about all the things that are coming up, there's a lot of fun stuff that happened in pop culture, specifically Miss Ariana Grande and her and this Ethan Slater stuff is hilarious. So we got to talk about that. And then just um, I think um, I'll talk a little bit about the Barbie movie and a little bit about Oppenheimer because I did watch those two. So we'll do that. Um, and yeah, I'll be back. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry if uh, the audio is shit, uh, but I'm not sorry because I'm sick. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Follow all of my friends that I mention on the podcast all the time. Follow Mandy Slutsker at, uh, um, and her podcast called Is This Real Life? Call Taria. Follow Taria. Call Follow Taria Faison. What else is going on? Follow Tom Hamlet and Kicks Hamlet at Dumpster Dive. Follow Kendra Tucker at, um, Reality and Comics 2. All the people that I love talking to. Follow I'm the Cute One with Donnie and Chelsea please enjoy yourself. Uh, enjoy this podcast and, um, and pray for me that I don't die of the influenza. Bye-bye.